Agut Erev Shabbos Mevarchim Chaydesh Sivan Parshas Bamidbar. This week we learn and live the portion of Bamidbar that spends a lot of time on the mitzvah that Hashem gave our grandparents in the, our earlier years of the Exodus to take a census to count all of the Jewish people with all of the details as it's written in the parsha. This happened on the first day of the second month. This took place on Rosh Chodesh Iyar, a full month after the Mishkan was properly inaugurated, a month earlier on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that Moshe Rabbeinu was told, Su'u esroish kol adas b'nei Yisrael, that you are to lift up through counting the heads of all the Jewish people. And as the Torah writes explicitly, that the count was for the men 20 years and older. And indeed, after each tribe was counted, the Chumash gives, the Taita gives us a sum total. Many tribes numbered in 30, in the 30,000s, other in the 40,000s, some tribes numbered in the 50,000s. And then the Taita tells us that the tribe of Levi was counted separately. Separately also meaning that they weren't counted only the men 20 years and above. They were counted beginning with infants that were 30 days and above. And yet when the Torah gives the sum total, the tribe of Levi then numbered into 22,273. In most cases, more than 50% a lesser number than any other of the tribes. And that's something that's a Dvar Pellet's wondrous. Here you're counting the other tribes beginning with the men 20 years and above. The tribe of Levi, we counted many more of them, right? Because we are already st- starting and we are including in the count even babies. If you're 30 days or above, you are part of the count. Yet the numbers relative to the others were so little, were so low. What's the reason for that? Says the Ramban, quoting a passage that we find in the beginning of Chumash Shemais. When the Torah is describing our avdus, our servitude, and our sufferings under the Egyptians, under Paroi, so it says in the Chumash that the chasher yano oisoi ken that according to how the Egyptians oppressed us, accordingly we multiplied even more. And being that Amban tells us that we have a tradition that the tribe of Levi were not under the servitude of the Egyptians, nor under Paroi. True, when it came to the decree of drowning all of our male children, Rahman al-Itzlan, that was a gazeta that was on all of us. But other than that, the avdus, the oppression, the challenge that all the people had for many years was not equally shared by the tribe of Levi. So therefore, the blessings that came about because of the oppression, through the oppression, those blessings were not given to the tribe of Levi. And that expressed itself also in the fact that they numbered a much lower number. And my friends, this is a very important rule in life, both on a communal level and on an individual level. That when a person is undergoing challenge and difficulties, we should remember this concept that the chasher yanu oisoi ken that when we undergo challenges at the same time, we also merit to tremendous blessings. And I'm not only referring to blessings that God Almighty gives us, 
But I'm also referring to, and perhaps primarily referring to, the blessings that we all have within ourselves. There is so much beauty, there's so much power, there's so much light within ourselves, and many times it is a bit concealed. And when we undergo challenges, these brachas come to the forefront. They become revealed, and therefore they elicit a reciprocal bracha from God Almighty. Regarding the days of Mashiach, when the Rambam at the end of Hilchas Malachim is describing what are we looking forward to, and indeed as the Rebbe tells us that we are imminently about to experience the revelation of Mashiach, and the Yemoisa Mashiach, and the building of the Beis HaMikdash, etc., etc. So writes the Rambam, that, hazman, that in those days, in that time, in our imminent time, there won't be lo yisham, lo there won't be hunger, there won't be wars, there won't be jealousy, nor competition. Now the Rambam is the one that rules that in the initial stage of the Messianic era, the world doesn't necessarily have to go into a miraculous mode. No, the world will go on with all the laws of nature. But the Jewish people will become a truly independent people, and therefore... As an independent people, our mission here is to fulfill God Almighty's mitzvahs, beginning with the building of the temple, etc., etc. So the question is, let's understand human nature. When we say that will come a time and it's about to happen that there won't be hunger in the world, we can relate to it. And indeed, it doesn't need to be miraculous. Today, we have the technology that God gave us. And we have the ability to grow food to feed the 7, 8 billion people. And when you take away corruption, you take away politics, etc., indeed, all we need to do is to make sure that the food that we already have is delivered to and received by the people that need it. So we can relate to a world in which there won't be hunger. We can even relate to a world in which there won't be war. But when you speak about competition, tacharus, that there won't be competition, competition is part of human nature. And again, if you're telling me that human nature will change, fine, then anything is possible. But if we are following Rambam, who says that in the initial stage of the Yemaisa Nohug, how can we relate to a world that, in which there won't be competition? And I would like to point out to everyone that we are indeed already beginning to witness this. I want to first begin sharing a story that happened already a few years ago. Part of the story took place here in Los Angeles. And then speak about something amazing as a light, a messianic moment that took place just a few weeks ago. But let me begin first with an event that happened a few years ago. The story is related by Rabbi Yoel Gold. And he shares that there was a Jew, there is a Jew here in Los Angeles, that makes his livelihood by selling iPads on Amazon. And Vayehi Hayoim, at a late night before he went to sleep, he had a large lot of iPads. He posted them on his Amazon account for $400 a piece, which was a very good retail price. Yet, he still would have made a nice margin of profit. He goes to sleep. He wakes up in the morning after davening. He opens up his, his, his phone, his email, and he sees that all of the iPads were sold. And his initial reaction was, wow, that's amazing. He never had a product online that sold so quickly with a, nice, with a nice profit. 
But then it dawns on him, it doesn't make sense. This tack had never happened to him. All of the iPads were sold just in a few hours, not when he was sleeping. Something was fishy. So he looked better at his sale. And he saw that he accidentally, inadvertently, instead of posting the correct price, which is of $400 an iPad, which, which should have been his retail selling price, he accidentally left out a zero. And they were sold for $40 a piece. Not only did he not earn profit, he lost a lot of money. Now, for those who are involved with Melech Amazon, you'll know that after a sale is made, you don't have the right to pull that product off and to cancel the sale. The seller certainly cannot do that without paying a very steep penalty. And he was in big trouble. And he's looking at his emails. And he sees in his inbox an email from a Jew who writes, Yehuda from Lakewood. He opens up the email. And Yehuda from Lakewood is writing the seller that I was online. I, Yehuda, sell iPads. In order to have a competitive price every now and then, I look at my competitors to see at what price are they selling these products. And when I saw your name, now the seller in Los Angeles, his, his name on Amazon is Rablevi Yitzchak of Bardichev. Imagine, why El Bardichev? So he says, I'm looking at your name, right? Levi Yitzchak, L-Y Bardichev, Ayid. And I saw that you're selling iPads for $40 a piece. I knew that this must be a mistake. And I knew that you won't be able to cancel the sales once, they're done, once they are done. So I, to help you out, I bought your entire lot. And this Jew, Yehuda from Lakewood, is proposing that, listen here, it's also not that good for me, the buyer, to cancel the sale. Let's go through with it. I'm going to give you the money. You're going to ship me all the iPads. And then we'll make a switch backwards. You're, I'm going to send the iPads back to you. And you're going to give me back the money that I paid, the $40 a piece. Now, you think about these stories. You have two Jews. They are competitors. But beyond and before them being competitors, they're Eden. And they feel that we're brothers to each other and we have the responsibility to help each other out. And how beautiful is that? They never met each other. They never knew each other. Yehuda initially did not even share his family name. Not wanting to even get Ayasha Koyach directly by, 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 by the, by, the by, by knowing who he is thinking. What a beautiful story is that? Now, when you hear about these stories, they are competitors. But there was a moment in which they both understood, especially the buyer, that there was something more important than going into competition at this moment. And he did a gewaldic atreva to his fellow Jew. Now let me share with you something that happened during the coronavirus. And it was a public story. And it has to be spoken about because it is awesome. In the beginning of the crisis, when many governments were worried for a much worse case scenario and they were expecting to need many, many more ventilators and if someone indeed needs a ventilator and they don't have it, then then they're not going to live. So comes along an Israeli company by the name of Medtronics and you can Google them. Medtronics makes their living, this is their panasa by, by manufacturing ventilators. And they just recently came across a new, a new system that they put a patent on how to fabricate a unique, a new type of ventilator. And this is their source of Parnassa. However, when they saw the crisis coming into the world, understanding that saving lives is more important than making a living, think about it. They went ahead 
and they publicized the patent. Not only did they publicize their patent for free online, but they made themselves available to help anyone who wants to use the patent and to build their ventilators, any type of technical support that they might need, they made their services available to the public. Imagine, imagine a company who, in, who invested years. And as we all know, you know, Parnasa many times is like Mulchama. People put their sweat and their blood into building up a business and they come along finally and they have a new product. And they put their product out there for public for free. Why? This is a Mashiach moment. Because when people are undergoing a challenge, something beautiful comes out. And indeed, there is something within us that is deeper and more powerful than our nature to compete. And that is the love that we have for each other. And also the feeling of responsibility that we have for each other. The brotherhood that is really deeply ingrained inside of each and every one of us. And it's so inspiring to witness it. And Hashem should bless all of us that as we are God willing going out of the most difficult of times. And the world is starting to be, as we say, to open up. But these brachas will go with us. And all of us should remember that we have a responsibility and a schus to keep on feeling and expressing the brotherhood, the love, the beyond competition that we all have for each other. And indeed, with Hashem's help, we are marching up into the reopening of the world the way God wants it to be reopened, beginning with the reopening of the third base Hamikdash, and indeed we will witness and experience that in these days there won't be war and there won't be hunger and there won't be jealousy and there won't be competition and all of us will be able to make a livelihood with great ease and we will have a lot of free time and the seichel to use the free time to pursue the knowledge of God which means to learn Torah and particularly to learn the inner part of the Torah, to learn Hasidus and we will merit to learn Hasidus with our Rebbe now. Amen. A good Shabbos.